You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello, welcome, and good afternoon, Sid Talk and the audience. Welcome. Welcome to you. No, no, no. Welcome no, 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 we're done. Before the after the show was a little discussion about the fast, furious world and universe that you're in love with so much. That was about it. Yeah. So you just spoiled the whole podcast. Yeah, that was it. That's all we talked about. And we're done. All right. It's Saturday, July the 31st. This is after the show number 695. We're a movie review podcast. Every week at this time, we review a movie. And this week, we're reviewing the movie F9 colon The Fast Saga. It's one of those with a colon in it again. You love saying the colon part. (laughs) F9 colon The Fast Saga. And? So what did you think? And it's a 2021 movie. I'm skipping skipping ahead. You can't get this on Blu-ray or discs yet. But you can rent it for $19.99 on streaming services. It's rated PG-13. It's from our friends at Universal who let us watch a copy. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of F9 colon The Fast Saga. First of all, nobody lets me do anything. We'll just put that out there. So if you're listening, Universal, yeah. You're lucky I'm watching it and talking about it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, tough. I mean, seriously, what else are they going to do? Pay for advertising in this world? Nah. Synopsis. Cars, planes, space, brothers, family. We didn't ask for spoilers. We just asked for the that's synopsis. A spo- that's a synopsis. <laughs> that's oh, everything. I'll family. Give you the, family is everything. I'll give you the much more condensed version of the... I was as condensed as I could get. Dom and the crew must take on an international terrorist who turns out to be Dom and Mia's estranged brother. Okay. See, it's not as good as mine. Ever. It's never as good as mine. That's for damn sure. All right. So the Fast and the Furious franchise, we have seen every single movie in the franchise, which is... I have not. You have. Have I? Yes. Oh my God. You've seen all of them and it's 10 movies at this point. When did I watch them all? Just with me along the way. We actually saw the first one in theatres. Did we, though? Yeah. I don't remember. We watched them all along the way. Even though this is Fast 9, there are 10, because last year, or the year before, there was a Hobbs and Shaw, which was a spin-off, which we both actually kind of liked, remember? Yeah. So I mean, let's... Okay, let me clarify. Liking a movie, for me, doesn't mean it has to fit in any specific category or quality, according to whoever decides the quality of anything. It's all subjective, right? So liking a movie could mean it's literally the shittiest piece of crap movie that's ever been made, and I might still like it. So when you say, we liked it, right? It makes it sound like, oh, it must be good. (laughs) That doesn't, that's not what it means, but it was fun. Yeah, you're talking about Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, anything, anything. If you say, oh, I really liked it, it doesn't mean it's good, because there's there's no way to, to quantify that, right, in a movie. There are some things that are to me, better than others, but it doesn't mean, oh, it was a great movie. When A. Scully or Sid Talk say, we really like it, thumbs up, doesn't equal high quality. All right, so let's talk about F9 colon The Fast Saga. What did you think of this installment? 
I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I might need counseling. <laughs> I mean, I did say to you while after we'd watched it, it really has changed over the years, this movie series. Yeah. It started off as a, just like a crime, like a street racing slash crime thriller. It wasn't wasn't really an action movie. It, was, it just had a couple of races in it and some, you know, street races. But then it had like... It had that nugget of whatever it is. Yeah. But now, in this one, well, along the way, it must have slowly turned into what it is now. I bet you can pinpoint it. The, I bet if you go through and really think about each individual movie, it goes from this to whoa. Yeah. From one movie to the now, next. I have my own thing about that and i think it's fast five which was the one where they did the heist and pulled the um safes behind the cars out of the out of the casino that was pretty extreme yeah i think that might have been where it went like big you know because before that it was pretty low level i mean even your favorite which is uh number three mm -hmm. tokyo drift that one wasn't even big giant it was just some street mm -hmm. racing and drifting around corners in cars it wasn't a giant there was no planes or anything or submarines or <laughs> spaceships or anything like that no well, elements from bond no so, until now i mean now it's turned into it's pretty close to what a bond movie is yeah the brother even says the spy world it's my world so now we're we've confirmed we're in the spy espionage big bad people who want to rule the world kind of thanos type of level almost and this movie um knows what it is because <laughs> yes <laughs> there are many moments in the movie where things happen that are ridiculous like like you're looking at it going oh my god it's turned into a cartoon all of a sudden like that's why i didn't know for sure how i should feel about actually should... really enjoying it but then a character will turn to another character and say, hey, we're invincible, aren't we? You know, like <laughs> there's jokes that nodding winks to the audience because they know you as the audience are saying, oh, come on, he survived that? Exactly. Tyrese's character at the beginning of the movie survives this. There's so many bullets coming at him. There's landmines. There's... A whole vehicle falls a vehicle, almost yeah. on him. And he's just not going to scratch on him. And then that's where he, is. he questions it. He's like, what is this? Why are we... Invincible, but they don't test it. But then later on in this movie, spoilers, <laughs> it really, really goes. The third act of this movie, you're like, this is just. I, I loved it to be honest because I was like, it seems like somebody said, we'll just do whatever we want. If it doesn't look right, I don't think it even matters. Like, but let's do create this crazy shit. Like, and it involves a car chase and a space element or but, car chasing space almost yeah at the same time and the way it kind of cuts between it it's all one seamless thing and it's crazy there's a thing with magnets in this movie which i really liked it was so dumb but then you're like i don't know how magnets work but i'm pretty sure what they did that wouldn't work no but it's fun to look at so they've like kitted the cars out with these giant magnets and then they can turn them on and off at will. So they'll be driving down the street and then they'll turn the magnet on and everything metal will come flying towards them, including other cars and, you know, things out of shops like televisions and stuff come flying out. I don't know how much metal's in a television these days. They're mostly plastic. Yeah. And also we didn't, I mean, I'm being, this is the cynical person <laughs> who would be like, oh my God, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Right. But I don't, I don't want to be that. So... Every single button and zipper and earring and filling, anything that has metal in it would be yanked out. But we're just picking and choosing, kind of like Cassidy on the show Preacher. He's a vampire, so he can't get in the sun. However, if you're really paying attention, 
parts of Immer and the Sun quite often, and we just are supposed to be like, okay, 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 that's fine, right? It's like that. The whole movie's like that. There's a sequence True. where there is a thing in the city that is like an EMP to take out all the electronics, and the hacker lady's like, all oh, my equipment's going crazy, but they're actually talking to each other exactly. on earpieces that are perfectly fine. So I wondered about that. Yeah, but then I, to... I was questioning myself, like, do I know enough about electronics? Maybe not. No, it's it's selective which electronics broke. Any electronics that were vital to them talking to each other, they were fine. <laughs> their phones were fine. Their, you know, so you have to the whole thing. You have to suspend disbelief. There's physics that, even though they mentioned towards the end, we just have to trust in physics. At the beginning, when they go across that wooden bridge, there is <laughs> yeah. no physics involved there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a, a ride at Disney World. Yeah, it turns into a video game a lot of the time, right? Absolutely. But I liked how it was kind of focused on the cars. Like, it was focused on... It kind of went back to basics a little bit at the beginning before it got nuts. Because it even showed you... There's flashbacks in this movie. Do you know how they are flashbacks? Mm, colors weird? Colors were weird. And they also... It looked like they filmed the flashbacks on film, where the main movie wasn't on film. Like, so it was more grainy. Mm. And they use, like, uh, the flashbacks to get to know, like, the backstory of Dominic Toretto, who is uh, played by Vin Diesel. Get to see him as a, I was going to say teenager, but more like young man, right? Yeah, it's 1989, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it even is. makes sense in time. Maybe uh, it doesn't. I don't think so. So you get to see him. <laughs> and you know, this is the ninth movie in the franchise. And only in this movie do we discover that he has a brother. Never mentioned the brother. Really? Okay, no. I would. I didn't remember for no, sure. No, nothing. Nothing. Just this movie. That's why his best friends are like, oh, hold on. Yeah. You've got a brother? Yeah, including me. When I At the beginning of the movie, I was like, what? 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 Are we going to spoil the other thing? The, you know. Well, there are some spoilers. So if you don't want the Fast 9 spoiling, go away, come back. Sid Talk will spoil it. Now. Han is alive. That's it. Han Solo. Han. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Han, who you liked from... Mm -hmm. Tokyo Drift is alive and it's not like he's not he actually was in Fast Five but the timeline of the Fast and the Furious movies is weird because I think Fast Five as far as I learned from looking at the timeline actually takes place before Tokyo Drift it's got a weird they don't follow each other there's a timeline mm. weirdness in the whole thing so Han has been in movies after Tokyo Drift but only in kind of flashbacky stuff Flashbacky. It was when Giselle, we like Giselle and they killed Giselle, right? Remember mean, that? Do you mean Wonder Woman? Yeah. That was probably because they couldn't afford her anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Or she had to go off and make Wonder Woman because she wasn't Wonder Woman at that point. That was quite a while before Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even know who she was, right, at that point. Correct. So this movie is crazy. You know, Really? I, because we've mentioned space and people being alive yeah. who were dead. And I like these movies and I enjoy them every time because kind of, you kind of know what you're going to get. But then I didn't expect it to go this nuts. And the dialogue in this movie is awful, I think. There's a lot of there's a lot of like back and forth that you're like, oh my God, did it, did anybody even like rehearse this? It just sounds, yeah. you know, you know, there's a lot of Vin Diesel doing like that. <laughs> but and, that's normal. That's but, normal. Yeah. And trying to be really like a lot of gravitas to it, though. Like when he's talking to his brother and he like mm. walks away from the camera and stuff and says something. There's a lot of that where I was rolling my eyes saying, thinking like, if you're going to go crazy, you don't even need to try and pretend to be like dramatic like that. You know, True. we don't need to feel that kind of thing in this movie because I don't. Did you feel anything from any? No. 
Um, there was some stuff that was supposed to tug at your heartstrings, I think. Um, maybe a Paul, the Paul Walker thing with the kid. And, mm. But that's just... Uh, also, I forgot that Dom had another woman and had a kid with another woman and that she's dead. Coley totally forget all that. There's a lot to these movies, isn't there? You've got to... Do you remember that? I r- vaguely, when I was thinking about it, I was like, hmm. I have no recollection of him I having... I picture was the it, woman's face, though. Was it while What's-Her-Face was supposedly dead it was but she wasn't and i think she died on a plane and it was a big scene it was like in fast eight and i think that charlize theron killed her okay okay and she killed her on a plane i seem to remember and it was a big deal and you saw vindia oh was she like sneaking in and pretending to be something yeah and then she knew all along and she just killed her Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't recall a face and I don't recall, I mean, I do recall there was a kid called Brian because of uh, Paul Walker. Now, another thing in this movie, the, this kids in this movie, right? They've got kids, but then as soon as they have to go on a mission. They have one kid. Yeah. And there's also the another kid. Brian's looking after the two kids, she said. Mm. But so, we don't see them or anything. We don't, no, we, we don't, don't see them. But in the logical thing there's kids even at the beginning they're looking after brian and then something starts to happen and they're like hide brian over there because we don't want any of our shit to take the kids out but then you're like so where do the kids go when you go off on your adventures all around the world and then in this movie they try and explain that paul walker well they brian, hadn't really done an adventure since there were kids it's been several years these children are all young remember they're very right. tiny so they haven't actually done anything since then i don't think but paul walker's brian character who did die in real life, but is not dead in the movies, has been assigned to uh, babysitting duties, right? Mm-hmm. Which... It's mm, fine. It's fine. He wants to not be involved, yeah. so it's fine. It's That's their story. They're writing the story. Let him do it. And if you remember his story all along was what? He's an undercover cop. He had to penetrate into the illegal street racing scene. Are you scene. giving us the synopsis of number one? Just his character over all of them in general. Okay. Undercover cop, penetrate into the thing. That sounds wrong, but he does that. <laughs> They're stealing DVD players in that first movie. He has to get to the bottom of who's doing it. Yeah, real high stakes shit. And then he becomes entangled with Dominic Toretto and his people. And then eventually grows to love them and become part of their family. And then he has to tell them that he's an undercover cop. And then he leaves the cops and becomes part of them. That's where his character went along. And I don't know if you remember, but the second movie didn't even feature Vin Diesel. Mm-mm. It was really weird. <laughs> Maybe that's the one you didn't see. I watched it on my own. I know I, was, I didn't see and them And then all. I reported back to you and said, oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah, I'm sure I haven't seen them all. I feel like you've seen them all, just not that one. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people in this one And there's a lot of stories going on But it's very quick to get to everything Did you find? Uh, yeah, it's very like boom, boom, boom I, I, I said this about five times Whoa, that escalated quickly Yeah, it doesn't mess around It's not like, like here's 20 minutes of like Let's get to know somebody It's not. It's like, hey everybody Oh, and now we're like in cars And we're flying <laughs> yeah. through the air <laughs> and then, oh, okay, oh, we're back at this base place. Oh, and now we're in space, and now, you know, it, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy shit. They must have sat down and said, there's no limits to this now. We're just going to Correct. Go. This is a movie where they had meetings, right? And they sat around a table, and they're like, okay, here's the deal. Somebody said to them, fuck it. We are going to go... You know Jason in space? Remember that? And everybody rolled their eyes. And but they're, and they're but like we Jason, all... But they're like Jason Statham in space? What but we're talking? all still talking about Jason in space, right? 
psycho well, killer from not. well Friday the 13th in space so yeah let's do that and if we're gonna do that then we can do any literally do anything yeah. I lo- I'd love to be in those meetings because at the beginning of the movie you meet the crew of uh you know they bring back the Tokyo Drift dudes and you're like, why are we meeting the Tokyo Drift dudes in Germany at this, like, you know, rocket place? And then they're like, hey, we've made this car and it's got a rocket ship on the back. Watch it. Go. And then you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's fun. But what's that got to do with anything? And then later they're like, hey, that car is available. <laughs> do you want to send it into space? Because your mission involves a satellite in space. And you're, and you're like, and it's an old banger. Like, it's not like um, some like high-tech thing yeah, is it? it's hilarious yeah it is hilarious and you're actually looking i was looking at the screen going what on earth is happening like i mean we're full-on comedy at this point right it is really silly yeah comedy mixed with the action it kind of works because the two characters who go to space are both like the comedy relief anyway and you know what fast and the furious movies somehow the comedy relief characters which are those two uh, are not annoying to me. Like Oh, I find them somewhat annoying at times, but not I fully. I find them predictable, but I, I'm not like, oh, please get off this scene now and go to mm. somebody else, you know? No, nothing like that. So there's, what, three or four massive set pieces in this movie, and they do go on for a while. Mm-hmm. If you, like you, don't like a car chase, you're Correct. famous for not liking a car chase. Am I? Yeah. I'm famous? And this movie has... I would say a 20-minute car chase in it, which is the big one with the magnets. So There were a couple times, I will admit. I felt like picking up my phone, but I did not because I don't. But I felt like it. That is the truth. I mean, that would just be rude to Mr. It would Vincent be rude. Diesel. It would be rude, to, just rude in general because I don't do that, but I had the weird urge and I was like, oh, this means I've been in this car chase thing too long. <laughs> and I do believe that this movie is two hours and 23 minutes. I think it is a bit bloated. It felt bloated while I was watching it, you know? And I don't normally think movies are bloated. Bloated and gassy or just like normal bloated water weight? What are we talking about? Just like all three of the action sequences could have done with being five minutes shorter. Because like you just said, look at your phone. You start to go, okay, Mm. how many more times can we see them go over these? uh, Because there's a part at the beginning where they're running through a landmine place and the the landmines are blowing up, the landmines are blowing up. Yeah, that was a bit much. Three or four minutes later, they're still going through it and the landmines are blowing up. And you're like, okay, I understand that they went through a landmine thing. Can we get on to something else? It just (laughs) seemed to extend itself a bit too long. And it's about to linger. And I know that this is about car chases. I mean, I don't want to see Vin Diesel doing dramatic um, speeches. I'd rather see the cars flying around in the air. Yeah, I think they were a little bit too long sometimes. Also... Like, if I had to pick anything apart, like, yeah, and can you win this movie, really? I would say that it gets a bit CG-y at times. Oh, yeah. Like, in a really silly CG way. Like, sometimes you see a car fly through a shop, for instance, and out the other side. That's the magnet thing. It was thing. cool, though. It's that cool. was cool. It's a cool visual, but it's it's like, it, doesn't, it looks like a video game. Like, yeah, I wasn't convinced that magnet was powerful enough to do that. And yeah, sometimes my brain goes like that, and I have no idea how powerful. I have no science knowledge whatsoever, but I just felt like, mm, not meh. But wow, look at it. I love that. I love the concept. Yeah. And also, weirdly, um, Vin Diesel looks like he's run through a CG filter or... <laughs> 
<laughs> like always. Like I, I think they're trying at him. to make him look younger all I the time. I think it's to make him look younger, but it's also like overused. So like sometimes when he's like fighting with John Cena on the top of a truck and then it zooms in on his face, I'm like, is that even him or is that just a CG model fighting? You know, because when it zooms out, you're like, are they even... Are they just two computer-generated people? I think so. I think a lot of times, or they're very heavily created with motion capture and then laid over some real action or something. But it yeah, looked a bit dodgy. It. But it's like the choreography, I would call it, of the action sequences, I think is really well done. Because there's a sequence in Edinburgh where it's going between this chase on the floor, this rooftop, like, foot race chase over these zip lines and then through into this office to have this fight and then back onto the ground into this car. And I thought that was the choreography, how it all fits together, which I would say is the editing, is really good because mm -hmm. it all felt like this seamless thing. Girl who's in charge of the hacking in this movie. I like that whole gag that she is the one in the whole cruise, never even passed a driving license. Isn't she Miss Moneypenny? Or am I wrong? She is um, from Game of Thrones, Melisandre. Oh, uh, yes, she is. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like her. Not Melisandre. She, uh, I know You know what I mean, yep. don't you? Yes, that's who she is. Oh, yes. She didn't have a pleasant end. No. But I did Spoiler. like that her character was not a driving person. So <laughs> they stuck her in a vehicle and she had to drive it for, you know, the mission to succeed. And she was terrible at driving it, <laughs> smashing into everything. And I liked that whole, adding that into the whole car chase sequence. It that just made it fun. That was the time when I was like, mm, this is lasting too long. But yeah. it was fun, but it was lasting too long. So let's move on to the cast here. And it has quite the cast. Vin Diesel is Dominic Toretto. He just does Vin Diesel again, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. You know, I am Groot. Well, it's a, it's a little more sophisticated than that. And just to clarify, I'm not an impatient movie watcher. Uh, I'm not the type that has to have everything moving and going and going. Long sequences like that long car chase, it isn't too long because I'm impatient. It's too long because I find that boring. Whereas I can watch a movie where if it is pertinent that a person sit and look over the skyline for seven minutes without even talking. And if it works, I'm all in. Right. So I'm not impatient. I don't want to give that impression. Well, you watched the movie Ghost Story, which features a <laughs> seven minute pie eating scene. Yeah. And lots of silence and lots of looking. Yeah. I mean, and I loved it. And you hate watching people eat. Oh, I do. But that worked. <laughs> that worked. So uh, Michelle Rodriguez is, returns as Letty. Dordana Brewster as Mia as well. The two ladies. I think they're both good for what they are. They're fine, but I do not understand the appeal of Michelle Rodriguez. I apologize to the whole world. I do not understand. I, I, I mean, she's, she's a fine. tough chick. That does nothing for a character or for a person or for a story. I'm not intrigued by how she is on the screen or anything. Like, I'm not that interested, which is unfortunate. Jordana Brewster's back, but, you know, she's in it a bit. Oh, she does some good fight scenes. They both Oh, they do have a good fight, yeah. don't they? In, in the Tokyo apartment thing. Yeah, yeah that one was And good. in the truck. Yeah. Tyrese, Gibson, and Ludacris, they're the uh, comic relief as Roman and Tej. Do you, like, we've talked about them. They're really. fine. I, I mean... Fi I find them fun. They're, they're, they are fun, and there is nothing else really as fun as them in the whole thing. That is true. So it is good that they're there, I think. And sometimes I hate those characters. <laughs> Natalie... Emmanuel, she plays Ramsey. That was the lady we just mentioned from Game of Thrones. I really like her too. Mm -hmm. I think she was good in this. Charlize Theron is in there again as Cypher. 
But again, she don't get a lot, does she? I don't think I understand why she's the bad guy. But then you said, well, this is a trilogy and now I'm supposed to understand yeah. that. But yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she looks their own. She's very good about whatever, but she was kind of mustache twirly without having a mustache to twirl. Yeah. And she's also kind of sidelined in this movie quite a bit. But is that by design? You see, that's what I'm thinking. Feels like it. Yeah. So she can like really go to town in the next one or whatever. Yeah, but it shouldn't be like that. We've got John Senna who plays um, Dominic's brother, Jacob, you know, convenient new brother. Yeah. What do you think of him? Mm, He's fine. I mean, I'm very neutral on most of these also, people. Like, like The Rock, he's a wrestling guy, John Cena. He does a fine job of what he has to do. He's, you know, we saw him it's in not Bumblebee. ridiculous or anything like that. So I was on board. If you remember, he was in Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. He was and also in something else. He was in uh, that funny one. Funny people? No. Um, that funny one. It's not, <laughs> I'm not got much to go on. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. No, no, but close. Uh, comedian women were in it. Oh, yes, I remember. It was uh, Sisters, Sisters, uh, Sisters. I don't think it was. Yeah, it was those two, though. It was um, Amy, you know. Yes. Tina Fey and Amy. Yeah, I remember. And he was kind of like the hunk of the neighborhood. like a, the cool... Well, no, he was a drug dealer. Oh, was he? I think so. Maybe I'm completely wrong. It's yeah, very maybe possible. he was. We've also got Han back from the dead, Sung Kang. I really like that guy. Yeah. He's really cool. I've, I've, he again, didn't do much. No, But he then again, do he's much. just coming back to life, so. I mean, they're even like, the poster for this movie has got him right I over. know. That was like, that's not a spoiler then, because it's very obvious. Yeah. They also brought back Lucas Black as Sean from, you know, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Well, he was in, he was, he has been returned before, but only like, you know, they walked past him or something. In this one, I think because people thought number three was trying to be too serious, right? Because like right. that's kind of thing. This time he was completely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a comic book character. Yeah. yeah. Making rockets for cars. Yeah. And saying really kind of outlandish lines. <laughs> but it, it's not it's not implausible that his character would end up doing that. No. So I have to give him, I have to give him that. And we've got Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody. Briefly. Uh, yeah, if you blink, you'll miss him. And Helen Mirren as Queenie. And she... Uh, oh, also, um, talking of Helen Mirren, Jason Statham's also, if you blink and you miss him, he's in it. But he is in it. At in, the end. In a very dark, uh, like, nothing like the rest of the movie tone. Yeah, because his <laughs> thing is always darker, yeah. it feels like. Yeah, so wait after the credits and you'll see a bit of Jason Statham. So it's directed by Justin Lin. He directed number three, number four, number five, number six. And three, four, five, and six are some of the best ones, to be honest. Yeah. He also directed uh, that first season of True Detective, which was oh, very yeah. awesome. Very awesome. So I think he's also doing 11, uh, I mean 10 and 11 of this. So he's got some work to do. What did you think of the direction of this movie? I mean, you know. I mean, it's just It a is what it is. You know, you got to get everybody on board with these crazy effed up ideas and... For that, I give them credit. Uh, there's a lot of CGI, so I think that's in the hands of the art department and the CGI department and whatever contractors do that. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know about the directing. I think that if you have Vin Diesel, who's basically been in charge of this franchise, right? Yeah. The whole time, that you don't really direct him. Vin Diesel has to have made a lot of money out of these movies. Jeez. I mean, we're talking about nine highly successful, huge movies. I mean, unless he made a shitty deal. 
<laughs> he must be uh, rolling in money. So let's have a look at IMDb. And yet he just keeps going. <laughs> IMDb reviews. These are reviews um, people give for this movie. But these are the people who give this movie one star. And I could see people giving this movie one star, to be honest. Absolutely. And we'll probably agree with what they say, I, I imagine. Agree but, with the concept, but I still wouldn't knock it back that far. So, I agree with the idea that it's low quality and crazy at AF, but that doesn't make it bad. All right. This guy says, good movie about street racing became ridiculous and disgusting mess for brainless people. Calling this movie is insult for the word movie. Producers of the content should be legally charged for crimes against humanity. I don't think it's that bad. That's a bit severe. This guy says, I've been a fan of the franchise since the first movie, and I hate to see it go down the drain like this. The story's predictable, the action scenes are over the top, and there's so much humor via Ludacris and Roman. Don't know his real name, in brackets. Okay. <laughs> It'd be snotty about it. Yeah. None of us know his real name. This guy says, I want my $30 back. $30? You humiliated Paul Walker name. $30? Well, you know, in the cinemas, $30. Easy. When did this come out? A few weeks ago. In the theater? Yeah. Okay. A couple of weeks ago. And, it, you know, you go to an IMAX, so it'll cost you $30. Yeah, but if you spent $30 on a movie, one person, then, I mean, I'm hoping you took your whole family, then you kind of deserve it. That's too much. This guy says, Furious Saga ended at Furious 7. Rest in peace, Furious Saga. <laughs> so that's the people who didn't like it this week. There had to be more, but. <laughs> yeah, there are no extras because it's streaming, but you can stream this now. It's $20 to watch it. It seems to be the going price for brand new in-theater movies. I don't know if it's a bad price. I don't know. I'm not the person who pays $20 for movies. Are you? <laughs> uh, no. I stopped going to movies or buying. I don't buy any movies, really, that I can think of. I do. True, you do. So what do you pay? I just, last time I went to a movie, I think it was seven fifty for a ticket. I mean, I'll buy a movie on Blu-ray for 20 bucks, 15 to 20, but that's about my max. I won't buy like a, if it's like a collector's $60, I won't do that, you know? Or like, hey, everybody, we're going to release it now. So you should feel very privileged to be able to see our little movie we made. If it's $20 to watch this now and you, there's five or six of you watching it at home, that's cheaper than the theater. Right? Yeah, if you're just spending that once, yeah, for sure. So that is why I say that it, I don't know if it's a good price or not. Maybe it is if there's a bunch of you in a family. It ends up being like a few dollars each. But Yeah. So it's $20. You can get it on Voodoo, etc. right now. All right, conclusion on the movie. I'm going <laughs> to give it a score. Mm. I'm going to give it fast six out of ten. Oh, my. <laughs> I'd say about 5.7. Right. And I like this series, and I like this movie, but I've liked previous installments better. Yeah. So, you know, I'd probably give Fast Five, for instance, an 8 out of 10. So... What? Yeah. 8. That's my favorite one, I think. Okay. Uh, whereas yours is 3, and you would probably give that a 5, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm a snob. Yep. So, thank you to Universal. Next week's movie is Suicide Squad from James Gunn. We've already seen a movie called Suicide Squad. Yeah. TikTok. Why did they not make it have a new name? How confusing do they want it to be? Anyway, the new Suicide Squad, which is still called Suicide Squad, but I think everybody's going to end up calling it New Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad next week. Movie recommendations. I'm going off the back of this movie. Something that stars Sir Vincent of Diesel, and that'll be Pitch Black. 
Oh, yeah. The original. Anytime we pull out a Vin Diesel, we're going to have to go with that. It's the best Vin Diesel movie of all movies, right? Yeah. And if you've never heard of it, check it out. Very good. And then my other one is I was thinking of Jordana Brewster, who's back in this movie. And Robert Rodriguez made a film, his very first film, called The Faculty. Do you remember that one? Mm Mm-hmm. Very cool horror movie set in a high school. And the teachers may not be what they seem. (laughs) Is that the synopsis? That's my synopsis. (laughs) Is that off the box? (laughs) And my recommendations are me going back to the 80s, and I don't know which year I'm in. Around 82, 83, I'm going to the 80s. Just to look at the list of movies I've seen in my life. And this week we get Rocky 3. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun. If that's right. And <laughs> E.T. The Extraterrestrial. So whatever year that was. You love those movies. I love, uh, yeah, I do actually. Rocky 3 is one of the best Rocky movies. It's the one with uh, Mr. Mm. T. Very good. Correct. So, High quality stuff. So A Scully stuff. I uh, got a key sent to me for a game called Skydrift Infinity. It's on, well, it's actually on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And I got a key sent to me for the PlayStation. And I would explain this game as, do you remember the game Wipeout, Sid Talk? Mm-hmm. I was actually playing some Wipeout this week. You know why? Because I played Skydrift Infinity. And then after I'd finished, I was like, that reminded me of Wipeout. I haven't played it for a while. So I went to play Wipeout. That could be a bad thing. But Skydrift Infinity is, it's a racing game, but you're in planes, like stunt planes. And there are, like Mario Kart, there are power-ups on the track. Well, it's not a track. You're flying through the air, but you're going through hoops, you know, and you have to go around. And you're in a race. There's five other planes. But you get power-ups, which are things like missiles and what do you call it, mines that you can drop out the back of your plane. And your idea is to come first, like a normal race. Well, kind of like Wipeout. And there was also a game called Blur, which was a like a car game that had these kind of power-ups. It reminds me a bit of that. But you're flying, you're racing... You're picking up power-ups and you're shooting to try and take the other people out. It's got single-player campaign. It's also got multiplayer. And the flying is kind of arcade style on the right stick on your controller. If you hit the right stick the way you're going to go, you can do something called knifing. Have you ever heard of that in in stunt playing, Sitok? Uh, No. Well, what knifing is, is when you put your wing pointing towards the floor the actual floor. So you're flying very sideways. Mm-hmm. And it means you can go around corners really fast. So you've got to, like Wipeout, how you have to use the air brakes on Wipeout to actually get the craft around the thing. In this game, you've got to use this knifing skill to get around the corners fast. So there's a quite a bit of skill in flying, managing the weapons you've got, and trying not to crash into mountains and stuff the tracks are really cool there's like um the first one's real simple like around some mountains but then it gets crazy like you're there's one way you're in the antarctic and you're flying through a glacier so you go through the middle of it and out the top of it you know it's got all these really cool environments so that's skydrift infinity i believe that it's 14.99 and it's on all platforms including PC, Xbox, and PS4. And it also works on the PS5, even though it's a PS4 game. So I've been playing that. I've also been playing Everybody's Golf, and so has Sid Talk played a little bit of this. A little bit. What do you think of Everybody's Golf? It's pretty fun. It's a, well, it's a long line of golf games by, what, what's the company called? Clap Hands. Mm-hmm. And they're a Japanese company. And these Everybody's Golf games have appeared since the PS1 days all the way on the PlayStation. But this is like the latest incarnation. It's not a new game. It came out in 2017. I just happened to get it recently. And it's, I wouldn't say it's anime, right? It's not anime style. Um, Not fully. 
It's like Japanese. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. But it's really, it's just fun. It's literally no skill whatsoever, except tap, tap, tap. Yeah. yeah very simple. <laughs> like, oh, boom, boom. That's yeah. it. And whether, and even that doesn't ensure anything. You're just leveling up your weapon, essentially, which is your club and your skills and getting bigger bosses to fight, which is just better players. I mean, it's just that, but it's with golf. Yeah. And it's weirdly react, relaxing to just sit mm-hmm. on the couch and not. Absolutely. Because like, I play pretty stressful games where I'm like, like the flying yeah. game I was just talking about. But this is just like, you can just have a cool, you know, nine holes. Let's go play right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's everybody's golf. It's on the PlayStation. It's extremely cheap. I'm talking like $4 or something. So why not? What's for dinner, Sid Talk? Uh, we're going to have some pizzas. I'm going to make some pizza with some cream cheese sauce. Uh, what would you call it? We cook down onions and peppers with a little bit of vinegar because you got the idea from HelloFresh. And uh, we're going to put that over the top. Call it like a sandwich filling of some kind. Well, I mean, the thing is onion, peppers, and vinegar, you cook it down. So it's like a jam, almost like an onion oh, jam. Oh, call it a relish on that. Relish. Sheet. So we're going to have a cream cheese saucy stuff, a little bit of that jam, a little bit of cheese. That's it. On a pre-made crust. I'm not making crust this time. And then uh, some classic Doritos. I mean, we're talking high-level eating here. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason we're telling you is we're vegetarian and everyone freaks out. Oh, what do you eat? Like everything else on the planet that's edible that isn't a dead animal. Also, we're not vegan. So that doesn't, you know, it's that's very difficult. And that's a whole, that's a philosophy and lifestyle, everything to go with it. We're not that. We're not animal rights activists. We just don't eat meat anymore. It's really simple. But we do not starve. Uh, I am a good example of that. All right. So let's make like Dominic Toretto and get the F out of here fastly <laughs> after you've told us <laughs> your you My know, advice. advice. Yeah. It's not really advice. I'm just going to tell you the future. I'm predicting the future if and when. If, not when, because... Well, it might. Who knows? If all of human societies collapse and we all just have to sort of scatter and fend for ourselves or regather or whatever, whatever the fuck happens, I'm going to be that hermit or whatever the other version of that word is for gender specific Kermit. people. Hermit. Hermetress. I'm just be a hermit in a cabin on a mountain with a garden. I won't live very long because obviously I'm vegetarian, so I won't be out probably. I don't know. Who knows? I might go out and kill rabbits and shit if I need, if I'm starving to death. But that's it. I don't want you to bother me, right? Don't be coming up with your political bullshit. I don't want to, I'm not fighting for the factions. I'm not a rebel. I'm not fighting for the cause. I'm not part of the empire. I just want you to leave me the fuck alone. That's it. If all things fail, leave me, let me go build my little cabin. However, I think I'm going to do that. Let me die up there if that's the way it is. Like that movie we just watched with Princess Buttercup. Right? Oh, yeah. Just leave me alone. <laughs> land. <laughs> yes. Just look, give me a piece of land uh, with a little bit of nature. I don't need to be plugged into anything. I'll be fine. Just that's it. All right. Ascully.com is the website you can catch this podcast. Anchor.fm slash after the show is where you can download it. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, all the places you can get podcasts. We're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're on email, Ascully, Ascully.com. Sitar doesn't have an email. She's never used email and she doesn't like any of you anyway. That isn't accurate. And finally, stay classy to the family of Fast and the Furious because it's all about family. It's all about the family. And I'm going to say, think for yourself because if you don't do it, somebody will do it for you. 